0: Yep, there was a lot that happened in the conference this weekend and certainly worth summing up for you here because we've got, well, first of all, football, big-time drama, and we know what the conference championship is going to be. It's going to be next Saturday at 4 o'clock, and it's going to be Houston and Cincinnati. And Cincinnati, if it can take down East Carolina this week, which all of a sudden is no guarantee, it'll be playing in Cincinnati. If not, it'll be at Houston, of course, for the conference's sake kind of have to pull for the Bearcats. East Carolina has had enough good this year and we will get to a bowl game and got a dramatic victory against Navy. We'll sum that up for you here shortly. Of course, women's and men's basketball over the weekend. Plenty of teams playing in multi-team events. Some actually just playing regular games and getting pretty big wins actually. Volleyball, we know who's going to the NCAA tournament and unfortunately it's probably just going to be UCF, not saying it's bad because it's UCF, but again, the conference deciding to go without a conference tournament, and I think the Houston Cougars are going to be the team that gets the short end, unless they can beat UCF more on that in a little bit. And, speaking of NCAA tournament, the women's soccer teams are all out after losing Friday night in the second round to top-ranked teams, who both advanced, by the way, to the quarterfinals yesterday, and then it was last night, the Tulsa men's team defeating Creighton to advance to the Sweet 16. So we'll sum up all of that for you, starting with football, and indeed, Houston had already locked up one spot in the conference championship game. It was the first team to get a win on Friday night, taking down Memphis 31-13, another solid performance. In fact, the Cougars Put up 21 points all in the second quarter after a scoreless first quarter. A punt block got him going. Alta McCaskill, a 36-yard touchdown run, then a 93-yard drive. Marcus Jones, another interception. He's got four in the last five games, and again, it was 21-3 at the half. Memphis made it interesting, got it to 21-10, then got a stop, but Houston held them to a field goal to keep it at 8 and ended up scoring 10 more points the rest of the way. So Houston, a top-20 team in the AP and the coaches not according to the College Football Playoff Committee. At least they put them in the top 25 last week. So that whole, hey, Cincinnati is not going to beat any ranked teams down the stretch thing is finally out the window. But Cincinnati, of course, is probably going to be sitting on the outside of the top four tomorrow night. But the good news is they recorded the style points. I hope the committee is impressed. 48-14, the final against SMU. By the way, it was 48-0, SMU. Kept their quarterback Tanner Mordecai in the game against the Bearcats backups, which, come on. Uh, And he threw for a touchdown pass with about a minute and a half left. But that did not get SMU over the 200 yards mark. They were sixth in the country, the Mustangs, in yards per game with 498. And were held basically 300 yards below that. Offensively, Desmond Ritter, 274 yards passing with three touchdowns. 46 yards running with a touchdown. And yes, he caught one on the Cincy special. So the Bearcats, I'm sure the committee won't put them in the top four. But if you missed it over the weekend, the biggest bit of news, and this is the result that I called, by the way, if you were listening to this show about a month ago, I said that Oregon was going to end up going to Salt Lake City and losing to Utah. Not only did Oregon lose to Utah, got smashed 38-7. to And really, anyone on that committee should be ashamed to have Oregon ahead of Cincinnati. Do you think Oregon's better than Cincinnati? No. Obviously, there is an anti-P5 bias on the committee. And hopefully, when Ohio State and Michigan play this week, the loser, who will have two games, will somehow slide below Cincinnati. At this point, it seems obvious that the committee can't not put Cincinnati in unless they get very creative or put a two-loss team in over them. The only exception would be Oklahoma State, which plays Oklahoma this weekend. So now you got to become Sooners fans, just in case. That's the outlier team. And actually, Oklahoma State, to be honest, is a, a pretty good team. But Cincinnati, I think, is definitely one of the top four teams in the country. Ohio State's playing really well right now, so is Georgia. You'd have to put those two ahead. And then, yes, probably Alabama. But Cincinnati in that four spot doesn't seem like much of a stretch, especially after how they performed in that game. There was other drama. East Carolina, 7-4. and four. Pirates beat Navy 38-35 to 35 in a game where Holden Aylers threw for 405 yards and they needed all of it because Navy was dynamite on offense. In fact, led by 8 going down to the wire. But East Carolina tied it, a 25-yard touchdown pass to Tyler Snead and two-point conversion. The Pirates get the stop. And then Owen Daffer, a 54-yard field goal his career-long They were actually going to call a Hail Mary, especially after a procedure call pushed it back to 54, but what a win for the Pirates in Annapolis. They actually won the time of possession battle with Navy, because Navy was actually hitting big chunk runs in that one. That was quite the impressive win for the Pirates. UCF defeats UConn 49-17, three touchdowns in the first 10 minutes. Of course, we'll talk more about UCF on Bulls Beat this week. And Tulsa becomes the latest team to roll Temple 44-10, it was 27-0 at the half of that one. So, this week, Friday, of course, our game at 3.30, same time for Cincinnati at East Carolina. And i got to tell you, that is going to be a wild environment in Greenville. I wouldn't be surprised if you have 50,000 fans there. It's not a sure thing for the Bearcats. And if they win, they will be playing for, I think, a spot in the college football playoff the following week. And they'll be playing at home if they win against Houston again. Either way, it's Cincinnati against Houston as the teams have the top two records locked up in the conference no matter what happens this week. Houston 8 and 0, 10 and 1 overall. Cincinnati 7 and 0, 11 and 0 overall. East Carolina is in third place at 5 and 2 and then three teams at 4 and 3, SMU, UCF, and Tulsa. Other football this week, Navy at Temple, Houston finishes up at Yukon by the way. Tulsa goes to SMU. Tulane takes on Memphis. No surprise on the weekly honors. Desmond Ritter is the Offensive Player of the Week. Marcus Jones had two interceptions and three pass breakups as Houston rolled. Owen Daffer, the man who hit the 54-yarder for East Carolina, is a Special Teams Player of the Week. And the five on the honor roll, sophomore running back for UCF Johnny Richardson, ran for 147 yards. Cincinnati's Curtis Brooks, defensive tackle, had two quarterback hurries and two sacks. Holt Naylor's. Michael Pratt from Tulane and Josh Johnson, receiver for Tulsa. Nine catches for a career high 159 yards and the win against Temple. NCAA Tournament, men's soccer. Congratulations to Tulsa into the Sweet 16 for the fourth time in school history. Amazingly enough, it's hard to believe just three years ago and the year before that, Tulsa was last in the conference, but they have pretty recent history and under the same coach, Tom McIntosh, of making it to the Elite Eight. They've been there twice in their history, recently in 2009. Well, their one home win away from being back because they defeated Creighton on Sunday night. 1-0. Mitchell Cashin got his only goal of the season at the 40-minute mark. Tulsa did not have to make a save in net. That's how dominant the defense was against Creighton. So next, the number 11 seed, West Virginia. Tulsa plays them on Saturday night. And no teams left for the American in the women's soccer tournament. There were three, and of course USF lost in the first round to NC State if you missed it. NC State gave up four goals to Pepperdine in the second round, and then Pepperdine turned around and actually challenged FSU yesterday, but lost one to nothing. So, really, FSU and Pepperdine—you got to say were the best teams in that part of the bracket. And as a result, further evidence, FSU took down SMU on Friday night by the score of five to one. Now Memphis gave a much better fight to Duke, a top seed. Losing by just 1 to nothing, seeing a streak of 513 scoreless minutes come to an end. To hang with that Duke team was very impressive, especially when you see that Duke turned around yesterday in the Sweet 16 and put up seven goals. So, really, Memphis. Had a tremendous team, and their season ends with a 14-5-2 record. UCF is going to the NCAA tournament in volleyball. We could have seen this coming quite a ways, but they clinched it over the weekend with Houston losing. Remember, Houston had given the Knights a defeat, and they'll play them one more time, but it's looking like the Knights are going to be the only team that goes to the tournament. Houston, outside chance now, fell to 24-6, and 14-4 in the conference, got beat in Dallas on SMU Senior Day and the first set was important SMU won it 27 to 25 fourth set Houston came very close to forcing a fifth but fell 25 to 23 Mustangs just 16 and 12 overall Houston with a damaging loss UCF wow did you see what they did to the Temple team that beat the Bulls yesterday on Friday night UCF no surprise that they won the match but the second set was twenty five to two. It's almost impossible to put that into context. That's basically like a quarter in basketball being thirty to nothing. You just don't see that in volleyball, especially against a team that's decent. Now, Temple's only six and twenty-three and frankly they're only two wins in conference play or against the Bulls, but still capable and twenty-five-two is something else. So Houston's in second place and there's a three way tie for third at twelve and six. Cincinnati, Wichita State, as well as SMU, Cincinnati beating Wichita in five sets over the weekend helped create that. And then Wichita actually lost its first set yesterday to East Carolina 31-29 before winning in Greenville 35-33 in the third set. So with all this drama, it's really just a shame that there's no conference tournament because you'd have teams like that Wichita And, of course, SMU. We saw just beat Houston, have a chance at maybe getting in at large, but I just don't see it happening. Basketball, a lot of events going on. The Wichita State men's team had quite the weekend in Vegas. Two tight games, coming back from down 16 points on Friday night to force overtime against Arizona. Now they lost, but what an effort led by Tyson Etienne. And speaking of Tyson Etienne, yeah, he helped lead them to a win over the host of the event, UNLV, with 25 of his 28 points in the second half and the winning free throws with three seconds left. The Shockers were down 11 in that game and beat the Rebels 74-73. to Elsewhere over the weekend, going back to Friday, Memphis... Jalen Duran, 22 points, 19 rebounds, five blocks for the freshman, beating Western Kentucky at home, 74-62. East Carolina, which had given Oklahoma a tight one in the first game in Myrtle Beach, beats Old Dominion, 73-60. Oklahoma, by the way, would go on to lose to Utah State in the final of that event. Temple fell to Boise State by 20 in a consolation game in Charleston. Then moving on to Saturday, UCF at Evansville goes and rolls the Purple Aces, 75-59. Tulsa playing at an event in Daytona beats Rhode Island, 77-71. That's called the Sunshine Slam. Then yesterday, in their bracket, basically it was 2-14 brackets, Tulsa got beat by Utah, 72-58. SMU fell in overtime at an event in Jacksonville at UNF to Missouri. That was 80-75. Also, it was Temple beating Elon for 7th place in the event, and Charleston St. Bonaventure won that. And East Carolina went 1-2 and two in its event with a loss to Davidson, 76-67. to Four more games today, including Tulane in the Bahamas at Bahamar. That's where the women's team is headed later on in the week to play Stanford. Houston is at a separate tournament in Vegas today against Butler. SMU continues in Jacksonville against Loyola Marymount and Cincinnati plays in Kansas City against Illinois. Women's basketball, Cincinnati got drilled by Utah Friday night on the road, 78-45. Wichita was down two at the half at Northern Iowa, lost it, 87-55. But nice win on Saturday for Houston, 12 threes as it beats New Mexico, which was 3-0, 89-60, and two Langos to 4-0. Rolling South Alabama, 86-53. Also wins for Temple over Bucknell and Memphis over FAMU. Yesterday, UCF. Was down at the half to Belmont at home, 18-14. But they shot 68 percent of the nights in the second half and won at 57-45 against a good Belmont team. And speaking of good, new coach for Tulsa, Angie Nelp. They're 4-0. They beat rival Oral Roberts 69-55. Finally, East Carolina, felt awake 4-73-52. Said there was a lot over the weekend that sums it all up. On the Monday version of Around the American. Thanks for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.